You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Live Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. Let your speech be gracious is the title of this devotion. You know, I find that more important than ever. When I was young, I did not understand that. I, I, I spoke as I felt. And yeah, I was more the fool than the wise man from Proverbs because I often uttered all kinds of feelings that did not help anybody and did not surely didn't help me either. But yet I had not learned that God in our union with Jesus gives us the grace that our speech is gracious. And I began to read different scriptures over time Proverbs and many other places and began to realize how important it is to the Heavenly Father the way we speak, not just what we say, but how we say it and by what spirit we say it. Job in one place, I think it's Job 31 or chapter 30, he said, if I can taste the savory of the food that passes over my tongue, am I not able to discern the flavor of the words that I speak. In other words, words have a flavor, have a taste, they have a feeling, they have an, you know, there are languages, especially Chinese and many other languages, that you have four, five, six, or maybe more even ways of saying the same word, but it means something totally different by what tones you use. If you use a different tone, it completely changes the meaning. And, and here in, in the English language, the tone is, the words are the same. However, the tone you use does give people an impression of where your heart is. So I, I personally find it's so important that our words need to be gracious because we're to represent the grace of our Savior. I am what I am by the grace of God, Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 10. And I find this very important, friends, for me. I would like to tell you today, I'm perfect at it, but I sometimes hear how I said something and I go, oh, no, 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 no. And then I go before the Lord and I pray and I said, Lord, I, I want my heart to have nothing in it that would cause my speech to ever not be gracious. So please, Father, cleanse me, perfect me. And I honestly believe that the quality and the value and the flavor of your words has everything to do with the condition of your heart. It's not what you meant, it is what the spirit that came out, that, that's what's important. You could say, yeah, I didn't mean that, I didn't mean it. But that is the impression that came out because that's the spirit by which you spoke. So I think it's important that we hear this devotion today and I'll start reading to you here in Colossians chapter four, starting at verse one. Masters, 
Give your bondservants what is just and fair, knowing that you also have a master in heaven. Continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant in it with thanksgiving. Meanwhile, praying also for us that God would open to us a door for the word to speak the mystery of Christ for which I'm also in chains, that I may make it manifest as I ought to speak. Again, that I may make it manifest as I ought to speak. Walk in wisdom towards those who are outside, redeeming the time. Let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer each one. And the reason I felt those first few verses were so important, because the Apostle Paul shows how important prayer is in our lives on a day-to-day basis to determine how our heart is being able to speak. Jesus said in Luke chapter 6, verse 44 or verse 45, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And then he says in the previous verse, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good. An evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil. And Proverbs 4, verse 22, 23, or somewhere there, says, Guard your heart above all that you guard, for out of it proceeds the the issue of life. The spirit, the life that comes out of your way of speaking shows what's living inside. And so I intercede with you today. Let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, flavored. Salt gives flavor. Let them have flavor of what? Of mercy, of forbearance, of goodness, of long-sufferance, of patience, of innocence, of believing the best, of not seeking self, of not insisting on your own rights, of honesty, of uprightness, of truthfulness, sincerity. And we can go on and on. And I personally don't just say these words. I can take you to scriptures where you find these words. And the reason I say this is not to to devote, I can take you to the scriptures. No, I pray these scriptures. Why? Because my speech cannot become as gracious and as salted flavors as it needs to be unless I begin to pray these things and thereby prayer embrace these thoughts into my heart and into my nature so that as I speak, it comes out of me. And it's not just that I prayed it once a long time ago. No, I I need to pray this all the time. I'll take you to one of those scriptures that I was just mentioning. And and there's so many amazing scriptures. How I love the word. It's so alive and it's so active and powerful. It says in chapter 3 of James, yes. um, Oh, it's hard not to want to read it all, but... 
The wisdom that is from above is first of all pure, peace-loving, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy, good fruits, without partiality, without hypocrisy, right? And let me read you that verse 17 of, of chapter 3 from the Amplified. The wisdom from above is first of all pure, undefiled. It's peace-loving, courteous, considerate, gentle, willing to yield to reason, full of compassion or open for discussion, full of compassion. Yes, and good fruits. It is wholehearted, straightforward, impartial, unfine, free from doubts, wavering, insincerity. I mean, I, I meditate on that verse 17 and I pray this. Oh, Father, I want that wisdom that comes from above where your goodness continuously flows from my heart. Oh, Father, where the wholeheartedness, straightforwardness, sincerity, honesty, uprightness of heart is what you have given me through Jesus. Do you see? And I pray like that. I pray these scriptures. And that's what the Apostle Paul is showing you and me in Colossians chapter 4 there about praying and praying so that he may speak as he ought to speak and that his words are always gracious and salted. They have a flavor of mercy, a flavor of forgiveness, a flavor of acceptance, a flavor of honesty and uprightness that people kind of feel, I don't know what it is about you, but I feel I can trust you. Where did you get that trust? It flows from your heart. God, through His Son, gives you trust. It says in Hebrews 12, verse 2, that Jesus is the author of faith and the completer and perfecter of it in us. He gives us faith and He perfects it in us. And that faith lives in your heart. With the heart one believes, Romans 10, 10 says. And out of your heart, as you speak, comes trust. Trust, I believe, is something we should give people. People should feel I don't know what it is. It's like that man trusts me. And it's not based in your performance, but that is a demonstration of the heart of Jesus in us. Come on, if you base your trust always only upon people's performance, you will not have many friends because all of us, including me, can make mistakes. And then you go, and your whole expectation all falls to pieces, and you go, oh, I thought I could trust him, but now I don't know anymore. You cannot just base that condition of heart on people's performance. You've got to get that from the loving Heavenly Father. Jesus stayed loyal to his disciples, even though, like Peter, they all really blew it and made terrible mistakes and ran away and denied him. And, and, and caused them a lot of hardship. He says there in, in one place, he says, how long in Matthew 17, how long do I have to bear with you and your unbelief and your negative way of looking at things? Why can't you see it from my father's perspective? And yet he stayed loyal to them and, and kept giving them his love and his faith and his trust. And I, I believe in this with all my heart, friends. Let me read you a verse that has helped me in this area that I'm mentioning to you. It's Proverbs chapter 15. And I pray this because I need this. Proverbs 15, verse 1. A soft answer turns away wrath, but grievous words 
stir up anger. The tongue of the wise utters knowledge rightly, right? You use what you know wisely. But the mouth of the self-confident fool pours out foully. You, you just never think about the consequence of what you say. The eyes of the Lord are in every place, keeping watch upon the evil and the good. In other words, come on. It's not just what people hear you say. It's what your loving Heavenly Father hears you say in private. In private. I think, folks, we should not even mumple things within ourselves. And maybe that's not a, the, the, the proper mumple. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just kind of... However, you, you kind of talk, and the way you talk within yourself, no, that's not the love of the Father. That's not the mind of the Spirit. No, I think we should speak to ourselves with hymns and spiritual songs and edify ourselves in the Lord, Paul says, I think, in Ephesians there. He said, so how we talk first, what does God think how you talk? Talk in a way that pleases your loving Heavenly Father. Jesus said, I will never, ever, ever say anything that doesn't please my Father, ever. Never. I will only speak what my Father has taught me to say. And the way I speak pleases my Father. A gentle tongue, verse 4, with its healing power is a tree of life. But willful contrariness in it breaks down the spirit. Now that grabbed my heart. Willful contrariness. Look up the word contrary. Look it up. Just after this devotion, just Google meaning contrary. And then it will give you the meanings and look at it. I did that. When I saw that here in my Amplified Bible, willful contrariness in it breaks down the spirit. I never, God forbid, want to have that attitude in me that causes me to speak in a contrary way that causes damage or harm to people. I don't want to know it. Have I made those mistakes? Yeah, of course. It's right here in the Bible and I've done it. Doesn't happen very often anymore now. And I, if it happens, it's really an attack of the devil for me. But my goodness, I can't bear it. Oh, it doesn't just break my spirit when I am contrary in the way I say things because there's some thoughts in there that the enemy uses to cause me to cause damage. No, my friend, it, it, it breaks my heart. I cannot bear it to have contrariness in my speech and I don't want to know it. I don't want to have anything to do with it. it to me is the devil. I want to have purity of heart and sincerity of heart and that comes from Jesus and is expressed in the way that I speak and talk and act. So I'll close with you here from Luke chapter 6, please. Starting at verse 36, Luke 6, 36. Be merciful, therefore, be merciful, just as your Father also is merciful. Now, just take that scripture into prayer. Father, Father, you want me to demonstrate your mercy. Oh, how I long to know that fatherly compassion, that fatherly sympathy, that fatherly empathy, that fatherly compassion of heart, that mercy. 
Chesed is the word. It's where you get the lo uh, faithful love. Or, uh, 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 loving kindness is all that same word, mercy. Oh, Father, how I long for that to rule over my heart and is expressed so others can see what you've worked in me. Judge not, <coughs> and you shall not be judged. Condemn not, and you shall not be condemned. Forgive, and you shall be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, will be put into your bosom. For with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. He spoke then a parable to them. He said, can the blind lead the blind? Will they not both fall into a ditch if so? A disciple is not above his teacher, but everyone who is perfectly trained will be like his teacher. So why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye but do not perceive the plank in your own eye. Or how can you say to your brother, brother, let me remove the speck that's in your eye when you yourself do not see the plank that's in your own eye? Hypocrite. First remove the plank from your own eye and then you will see clearly to remove the speck that's in your brother's eye. For a good tree does not bear bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. And every tree is known by its own fruit. For men do not gather figs from thorns, nor do they gather grapes from bramble bushes. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good, and an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil. For out of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaks. Do you see that the way that we talk determines if you are being irritated about the speck that's small comparative to your own shortcomings. Do you see how this all is joined together when the Lord says, judge not and you shall not be judged, condemn not and you shall not be condemned? If you deal mercifully with other people's speck, small issues in their life and cover it in love and take no account of it and believe the best about them, then you will see the Heavenly Father will deal mercifully with you in the areas where you need to grow and mature and become like Him. You know, when I think about let your speech be gracious, the title of this devotion, I think that has everything to do with how you in your heart look at other people. And when you look at them and you notice something or something kind of pricks you a little bit, it's so important that you see you yourself need to grow in grace so that it doesn't prick you. I believe that if you're gracious to others, then God, that grace passes into them and you will reap what you sow and you will receive abundantly what you give because the Heavenly Father will work that with you. Now believe God that the Holy Spirit will help you, that your speech will be gracious and flavor with this love and kindness. Amen. Have a good day.